0: Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Miami Dolphins, 70. How much? 70. Just this week. Yeah. Broncos, 20.
1: Most points scored since 1966. Third most ever, and they pass up the opportunity to kick a field goal and make it the most ever.
0: The box score looks fake. Yeah, I mean, it started with uh, Tyreek Hill wide open, weaving through the defense for a 54. Not even weaving, just kind of running straight, actually. (laughs) 54-yard touchdown. And then things got worse for the Denver Broncos.
1: He, who was it? He ran around the Broncos' safety, which I think was probably, uh, I'm just checking the number to make sure it is before I write him off. No, it was Elijah Campbell. He ran around, no, no, sorry, that's uh, Dolphin safety uh yeah kareem jackson that's who i thought it was so kareem jackson pretty long in the tooth you know relatively old as players go these days he ran all the way around kareem jackson in the kind of way that makes players retire you know it's like that's that's the play when you're evaluating it personally on the film you're like i i can't do this anymore if that if that is possible to happen to me on the field i no longer have a place on this field now look it's tyreek hill He can do that to a lot of players, but that's, that was the kind of play that makes you think about where your life is going if you're a DB, and Kareem Jackson just let it happen right in front of him, and that was like the start of the floodgates. From that point on, this was, remember we were talking last week uh, about the way things got away from the Texans, because they got in a hole early, and it made everything more difficult, and they had to, is scoreboard pressure a thing that people talk about in football as well as rugby? But like the scoreboard starts getting away from you, right? And that changes the way you play. Like, game flow, we talk about a lot with football, but right? scoreboard pressure is a word, or is a term that you hear a lot in rugby, and this is what it felt like. They were—Miami put up points quickly, early. The Broncos are trying to get that offense together and make it all function and yada, yada. And now it's like 21-10, you know, the two-minute warning, and then it just completely spirals out of control. And this happened a couple of times in this game. It's already bad. And then a couple of plays bounced the wrong way, and Miami, every time that happened, Miami just put a touchdown on the board. And now it's just like, what, 35-10 at the half? And you're like,
0: oh, God, there's another half of this to go. Then they scored another 35 in the second half. Yeah. Then, it to me, it just became, like, I'm not going to call the Broncos out, but it just looked like an effort thing, too. Like, literally everything that the Dolphins they just, yeah, they dialed just out of there is wide open. I have never seen so much open green grass in an NFL football game. I've just never seen it. For, from a run game perspective, from a pass game perspective, uh, the the stats look fake. The Dolphins' rushing attack—they finished with 350 yards. Okay. On 43 carries. So, they averaged 8.1 per carry on 43 carries. And I'm just I'm just looking at the overall stats that include a QB Neal and yeah. a couple fullback dives in there. And I mean, like, they're averaging about many, nine yards a pop with their running backs. And score.
1: how many runs were on that final drive where they were just getting nothing, right? Like one yard, one yeah. yard, one yard, just to end the game. That's counted in there as well. Um, it was like A. Chain
0: with uh, 203 yards on 18 carries. I mean, the... The Dolphins, in a, like their ability to just get to the edge and, and have their, their players in wide open space, the, uh, the, the Dolphins deserve all the credit mm. for this. But I have never seen a defense just not be able to even have an edge player in the run game as often as Denver did. Having all of their uh, middle-of-the-field coverage defenders just vacate and allowing the Dolphins running through green grass. I mean, it was as good as it was for the Dolphins, it was that bad for Denver in, that, in the, their defensive effort.
1: Yes, and that's the thing, the defensive effort. Denver's defense last year, really good. Like, the thing that was helping do whatever they did last year was the defense. This year, it's like, okay, Sean Payton's come in. Let's try and fix Russ. But, like, did anybody pay attention to the defense? Because apparently it's fallen to rack and ruin. It was catastrophic. And every time, like, Miami got an advantage, they pressed it home immediately with a big score. Like, it looked – this was a college game where the professionalism at the college level isn't there and when things start to get out of control, they can get out of control quickly because effort does become an issue. You're like, ah, we're getting stomped. We'll just pack it in and, you know, come back next week. That's kind of what happened in this game. Denver's defense legitimately looked like it just packed it in and gave up halfway through. Remember Urban Meyer, how much he got mocked for wanting 250-250? If we could just get 250 rushing yards and 250 passing yards in every game... That's, what, that's the goal. That's what we're striving for. And everyone's like, you moron. Do you have any idea how much yardage that is, particularly on the ground? That's absurd. Miami did 350, 376, 350 rushing yards, 376 passing yards. And it could have been more. Like, they eased up at the end. Mike White played in the game. And, you know, the run game at the end, they literally passed up points just
0: trying to get out of the game. Mike White also had a 68-yard touchdown to Robbie Chosen. Robbie Chosen. Robbie comes in, formerly Robbie Anderson, also formerly Robbie Anderson with a different and chosen style. Anderson. And Chosen Anderson. Yeah. Now Robbie Chosen is averaging sixty eight <laughs> yards per catch. Does he have any other catches this year? I don't know. Anyway, um, it was it was ugly. Yeah. And was. there was no Jalen Waddle. The NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for Week 1. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly and when you just bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up for some game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check, check the app. you got to go check the app to see what you get. So download now and use code PFF to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly, just for betting, five bucks. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling, gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www1800 800 800Gambler.net. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. No, oh, that's the thing. Yeah, Miami was even down
1: need, one of his most, didn't even need most important players, Jalen Waddle. So uh, it, was to, sum, uh, it was summed up by this tweet from uh, somebody called Danny Drip Marino. The Broncos traded a first and a second round pick for a coach who just got beat by 50 by their former ball boy. That's Mike McDaniel. That's didn't yeah, know. that's Mike McDaniel. That's yeah. uh, Andrew Hawkins that's uh, good analysis. tweeted out that I, he had a big long tweet about this, but like um, Mike McDaniel grew up in Denver, used to be a Broncos ball boy. They wouldn't even interview him when they had the head coaching vacancy for Hackett, right? For 20 in 2022. Didn't even, didn't even want to take the McDaniel interview was probably a factor (laughs) i'm sure you know the fact that miami every time ruthlessly put up a touchdown any any opportunity was given in this game probably played into it and i also think like late in the game where they didn't go for the record i don't know if the the that that i say patronizing you guys say patronizing that that was probably part of it right like you know what was what's the what's the most painful thing that could happen in Denver right now is it us setting a record against them or is it us going you know what no I'm not gonna do it i'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna be easy. i'm gonna ease up I'm not gonna do it to you I wouldn't do that to you I'm gonna be nice and not put up 73 <laughs> just leave it at seventy a nice round seventy
0: I mean I don't there used to be times where people got upset about teams running it up or anything. It's just you're playing football. Well,
1: you the can't running just, like, it up. Stop thing. playing. I mean, the running it up. So they thing hit a, cu- they hit a couple play
0: action shot. I mean, some of them were just runs that were wide open. Yes. Other ones, I mean, yeah, they took a deep shot with Mike White. Like, who cares?
1: Right. No, Good. but but like, I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes was off the field like four minutes to go in the third quarter or whatever. Like, Miami potentially could have pulled some starters way before they did. But anyway. The, the running it up thing wouldn't have been the last. Like, the last drive, they did basically what you do, which is let's send a run to nowhere and just one yard, one yard, zero yards, whatever. They should have kicked the field goal. I mean, they, they were there. for They hadn't, like, taken aggressive, you know, shots to get into this extra point-scoring position. They just happened to be, again, set up in an obvious field goal situation. At that point, you kick the field goal, you take your NFL record, and you walk off into the sunset. They didn't do it and they took a kneel and turned the ball over and down. It's not like that ended
0: the game. Some other numbers just to sum up this game here, just to rub it in. Tua finishes with a passer rating of 155.8. That was second on the Dolphins. Yeah. In this game. The because great Mike White because Mike White had the perfect 158.3. Tua finishes So Tua's numbers are great obviously. 26 23 for 26. For 309, four touchdowns, no picks. But as a team because you had Mike White in there, the Dolphins were 25 <laughs> for 28. For three seventy-six, they had five touchdowns yeah. and three incompletions. They didn't get sacked. Averaged thirteen point four yards per attempt. Um, I don't know if you know every week there's like a uh, PFF grade that we have to you know defend till the end. I don't know if people are going to expect Tua to have like a ninety-nine point nine PFF grade. That's not exactly how the PFF grades work. Even though he's got a near perfect stat line, you they basically will. start as average, right, and then you add value with the throws that you make. And so Tua throwing an underhand screen to Raheem Mostert, even though that gives you all the feels and makes the stat line look great, that's not going to add to the mix. Tua played a very good game, obviously. Is that the no look? Was it a no look? Did we
1: give him bonus points for the no look? No. It was like, No. It was like a Magic Johnson thing. I mean,
0: Tua was throwing... He 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 was doing his usual thing, you know, anticipation into green grass. Tua played a very good game. It doesn't mean it's going to be the greatest PFF grade of all time. The
1: halftime stats for Tua are potentially more interesting than the overall one. Halftime, 16 of 16. That's 100% completion rate in case you needed help. 206, two touchdowns, a 158.3 perfect
0: passer rating and a 35-10 lead at the half. Yeah, this was... Uh, the box score looks fake. Regular stats, advanced stats, it all looks fake. Did you, uh, but it's a full team effort for Miami and a full team effort of terrible from the Denver Broncos. Lost in this whole mix is it wasn't Russ's fault. Yeah, not it wasn't at all. Russell Wilson's fault. He actually threw the ball pretty well overall. even
1: like he had a touchdown late, you know, relatively late on when they're just trying to put points on the board to make it not as embarrassing as it was, negated by an illegal shift. Now, it's one of those ones where the legal shift is always. You're gonna break
0: down an illegal shift in the. I'm are saying to potentially
1: again. it's on the quarterback a little bit. You know, like the receiver's moving around, but there's some oh, yeah, plays the where the quarterback to needs sure. to pay attention. There was another one though in last night's game where it wasn't on the quarterback. Like at some point the receiver has to stop moving. Anyway russ maybe could have seen that and and prevented touchdown comes off the board and then russ misses a little bit so it's not like russ is perfect but no this was not his fault
0: whatsoever this was the defense just capitulating and since we're in week three victory laps marvin mims has a 99 yard kickoff return for a touchdown and also and a big play yeah 70 uh, another 38 yarder in there Guys averaging
1: like 50 yards a touch and yet we still can't get him on the field more
0: Yeah, I think the sad thing for Denver is Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, like it's starting to come together offensively, getting your weapons and everything, but the defense was atrocious.
1: 15 snaps, he played again. It's absurd. Yeah. Guy's averaging like 50 yards every time he touches the ball. we got to move on. And he's only just out snapping little Jordan Humphrey now.